This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate, where real people are doing real estate. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast show. I am your host, Danielle Chason, and we are here today to talk about all about real estate with Zach Wilms. Um, and we are going to have a great conversation today over how um, the support of Zach's family helped him launch into a successful real estate career. Let's kick it off by inviting Zach, welcoming him to the show. Zach, pleasure for you to be here. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Danielle. I love, love the fact you guys brought me on here, and I love the conversation we're going to have today, so I'm excited to get started. I know. I want to hear your story. Like, I really want to share the story um, um, with the audience because I think there is, um, you know, having that support, which actually fed your why, and I really want to touch on your why, um, but just having that support behind you was kind of like the caboose to your train. It really pushed your 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 train and the engine to your real estate career. So um, before we kind of get into the topic of what we're going to talk about today, I would really love for you to share a little bit about yourself and the story that got you into real estate. Absolutely. You know, it all started back in my early 20s when I was seeing all my friends go off to school. I stayed home locally here and I was seeing everybody start paying rent for all these student rentals and just kind of looking at it very basic math, thinking that there's got to be a way that uh, these landlords are making money. And did some quick research on the Hamilton's real estate market, looked kind of around McMaster University, and homes back then were trading for about $280,000. So I looked at it and said, a simple little four-bedroom house should be able to make me some money if a room is being rented out for $500. Um, Luckily, my parents were very open to the idea of helping me get my first property by co-signing, allowing me to kind of get into the real estate market at a very young age. And it was quickly after where I started to rent it out and I was starting to kind of go through all the steps that my mom actually was the one that realized that I knew nothing about real estate and they had helped me get into real estate. But she's like, now you need to go learn about real estate before we go any further. Okay. She's like, you got my name on the mortgage, but now you should go learn something. So one day she told myself and my dad that she had got tickets for us to go see a company called Keyspire, which Scott McGilvery was running a little two hour free seminar on real estate on a Saturday morning. So I said, why not? Let's go out there and see what there is to learn. And I think within the first half an hour of me sitting in that chair, I was completely hooked into real estate and investing and hearing Scott's story on how he started out with the student rental property as well. Kind of just opened up my eyes and had that nice little light bulb moment where I was like, this is possible to take something from that first property and kind of expand on it and do something even bigger and bigger. And very thankful that my parents sent me out there because I can 100% say that two-hour seminar changed the complete course of my life. At the time, I was in paramedic college, trying to become a paramedic, thinking I was going to go into that field. Once I went through that course, I completely changed. Now I'm a real estate agent, real estate investor, and this is basically what I do full-time. So definitely having that support staff and family that's actually saying, go out there, do this. They're not trying to hold me back and tell me that I'm crazy. They supported me the entire way through those first properties. And so when you bought, how old are you now? Remind me. I'm 26. 26. And when you bought that first property, you were 20 years old. And it was a three-bed house that you didn't do much to, just some minor updates. And then uh, you rented that out uh, per room. Is that what you had done? Yep. 
That was a per, yeah. per room rental. rental. Yeah. So it was as a like a rooming house. And so at the age of 20, like kudos to you for like taking the initiative to say, hey, look, all of my friends at college are paying ridiculous amounts of money for this little room. If I bought a house, I'm sure it would cash flow. And just having the drive to make that happen, uh, because I'm sure a lot of us at that age, I know I did personally, and, you know, I just didn't take action on it. So kudos to you, but your parents played a pivotal role in that essentially, right? So Absolutely. how is it that? How is it that your parents helped you through that process? Yeah, it was a big part of like, I'm sure if any 20 year old came back to their parents and said, I want to buy a house and I want to do all these big things. A lot of parents will look at you and say, you don't know enough. You're like, you don't have enough responsibility. But my parents really looked at me and said, if this is something you want to do, then we're here to support you. And definitely their support just allowed me to really dive deep into it. And I think they saw that passion that I was developing for the business. I was literally researching it 24 seven. I couldn't even focus on paramedic school because I was so just into real estate, looking at the market, doing research, doing YouTube videos, podcasts, just like this, where I was just educating myself as much as possible. And I think that passion that they saw from the business really helped them kind of ease into allowing me to grow and just giving me that support when I needed it. Um, and that's, I tie that right back to my why, right? Like my parents are such a big reason that I got into this for allowing me to. So my biggest why when I first started was allowing them to retire a lot earlier than they originally planned, right? And helping them get to that financial right. freedom level. Right. That's awesome. I love that. And you know what? And, and kudos to your mom for realizing, hey, look, if he's going to take this further, he needs to really understand what he's doing and get proper education and enroll you in yeah. that seminar. So um, kudos to that. And by the way, uh, I do happen to know a little bit about you. Um, you and I are both Keyspire members. So that two-hour seminar turned into a three-day workshop, which turned into a full-blown membership, right? And um, and ultimately, that that just created further support for you to help you grow on your journey, right? So I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, so t tell me more about your why, because, you know, everybody talks about you know, finding your why, your why will be, you know, driving you through the hard times, the why will push you to get to where you need to go and get your, you know, dreams fulfilled by obtaining your goals and reaching your goals. So how, how has that why, like just the, the support of your parents has really made you want to give back to them as, as gratitude to say, thank you for supporting me. I want to retire you early. Tell me how that's really pushed you along essentially for the last six years. No, absolutely. It's you look back in time, right? And say, I'm still young, but my parents gave me a really, really good upbringing, very good childhood. They taught me well. Um, they just raised me in a really positive way. And just like you said, supported me along my journey, no matter what I wanted to do, they were always there to support me and kind of be that backbone. So when I got into real estate, and I got them involved into the business, and they started to actually enjoy it as well. My first why came back to just helping them retire and be financially free. Because everybody always stresses about money, and I hated seeing them stress out when it came to any financial decisions. So my first why was always about helping them retire early, and it definitely helps push you when you're in business together with family. There is going to be times that get tough, right? There's going to be tenant issues, there's going to be property issues, but at the end of the day, you know you're doing it for a bigger purpose, and ultimately helping them retire, which they're actually able to do as of next year, is the best feeling in the world. And exactly, right? that's 100%. <laughs> When you, when you have something like that, that you feel really good about, and that keeps pushing in the right direction. Because like I said, there's always going to be tough times in real estate, just like in any other business in the world. So having that really strong why and the fact that you can do it for somebody else, to be honest, is really what I love about it. 
right? It's one thing for me to be financially free, but when I can help my parents be financially free as well too and help the people around me, um, I think that's the ultimate goal. I think, you know, and again, just obviously that why just has to be, you know, moving you enough in order to uh, get you there, right? So six years you've been doing this. Um, you have, uh, last I checked with you, about six property, 30 plus doors, um, over six properties. I know you just, you just uh, liquidated a lot of your portfolio. You had more than that. Uh, I just want to showcase that a little bit because one, you're young. So I'm just going to put that out there. You're young. You probably had no money <laughs> when you started. You're young and no money. And you did a lot in a really short period of time. And so, you know, that traditional way of thinking that, okay, you know, I'm going to buy one, how I'm going to put, I'm going to save, you know, it takes you 10 years to save to buy that second, you know, property, which might be your first investment property. And then, oh, I'm going to wait until five year term is up on that. Then I'll refinance and pull the equity out and buy my second house. Things can move a lot faster in the real estate investment side of things when you're committed to it and you're willing to, like you did, get education and figure out creative ways in yeah. raising that capital and, and tapping into equity and that sort of thing. So um, I just wanted to say kudos to you for doing that. Kudos to you for doing that. Um, well, thank you. And, I, and I think a lot of you, you've mentioned already that support system obviously is a big part of it. Um, but joining different groups, eSpire being one of them, and being surrounded with people that are also doing the same thing, just makes you feel like you're a lot less crazy. Right? Mm -hmm. When you're having these conversations with people that have done similar things in a similar time period, and you can kind of learn from them and bounce ideas off of each other to say, well, how did you buy five properties within the last couple of years? Right? And kind of start to get different ways of thinking. Because I think the traditional ways um, that they teach you in school, like you just said, where people buy one property, wait another 10 years, it's like they really haven't talked to anybody that bought 10 properties in a year. But once you do, then like that whole light bulb moment, that whole, your brain just gets to be expanded into different ways of thinking, which I think, to be honest, is something I tell everybody that wants to get into real estate. I mean, you have to surround yourself with people that are doing big things because you just bounce ideas off each other and it'll help you grow 10 times faster. And so would you say one of the challenges that you had going into real estate, because you did kind of break through a whole bunch of, you know, beliefs that people have is like, oh, I'm too young to do that. Or I don't have the money. I can't do that. Like what's OPM other people's money. Like, I, I don't know other people who have money. Like I can't do that. So, you know, you kind of broke through all of those, like all of those, I guess, stigmas that are around being yeah. young and being broke and not even having a career yet. You were still a student for crying out loud. So like how, what would you tell those people? Um, because the challenge really is kind of overcoming all of those naysayers and, you know, being the youngest guy in the room, because, you know, I'm a Keyspire member, most people there are my age. And so how, how do you overcome all of those um, challenges? It's, it's a good question. I, I bring it back to a couple different things. Um, obviously, education is number one right? Just really educating yourself on what's happening in the real estate world and all the different ways of doing real estate. There was a lot of times I was in conversation with older people, yet I was the more experienced one in real estate because of education or because I bought the properties. Or I, When I first started, I actually started a little property management company, really not to grow it to manage a thousand properties, but just to kind of gain experience, right? Dealing with the tenants, dealing with the different properties, talking to investors, talking to landlords, 
being able to vet tenants and just gaining that experience, honestly, just through the ways things happen with tenants dealing with different problems. When you can talk to those experiences, it makes you seem like you're a lot more educated on the topic. And it makes me seem like even though I might be in my early 20s, talking to somebody that's 50, they're like, wow, this guy's actually been through a lot. He's seen a lot of different challenges in real estate and his education is actually at a much higher level than maybe what his age might tell somebody. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. Doing things for free for people that are in at that higher level as well too. And I bring it back to just surrounding yourself with those people, having those good conversations. Because even if you, for instance, heard a story from somebody else that they went through this challenge and they told you how to get over it, you can relay that story onto somebody else and be educating them on, you know what, I heard a friend of mine that went through that same challenge. This is how they overcame it, right? So having those conversations with people and really just not thinking about you being the youngest person in the room. I think it's uh, it's something that's going to be in people's minds, but really trying to get that out of your head and just say, you're just another person there. That's how, when I went to some of these conferences and it was intimidating walking in there, being in your early 20s with a lot of people that are much older than you. I tried to just put that in the back of my mind, think about real estate, focus on what I've done, and really just go there trying to learn from as many people as you can, right? Not trying to go there and say that I'm the expert in real estate, just going there with that learning mentality where you can always learn something from everyone. There's been conversations I know I've been in where I'm like, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. We're just kind of having these random conversations, not about anything solid. And then one little tip or trick comes out. And I'll look at it and say, that was the reason I was meant to have this conversation right there, just so I could pick up that little trick. So just changing your mindset, I think is a big part of it when you're that young. Yeah, I think not allowing that, those stigmas to define you really. Um, but, you know, being, being one that does seminars and educates people as well, I think um, I've always told people, and I've learned this to be true for myself, education so investing in yourself into the education and knowledge gives you confidence. And so it does help with balancing out the naysayers. But I, I, I want to come back to what you said a little bit earlier about, you know, making sure you surround yourself with the right people so that you're not around the people that don't do real estate, that don't understand it, who say, well, you can't be done. Uh, you have to expand your network. And maybe it's by joining a group such as Keyspire, expand your network so that you can um, surround yourself with people who've done it, who are doing it. And it is legal because there's a lot of what we do that, right? Where people think, oh my God, you can't do that. That's illegal. Um, it's like, no, it's yep. legal. It's just maybe not in your everyday life, but um, yeah, you know, and, and exposing yourself to that. So you know, how would you say that network, find, like finding the right network, how did you find the right network of people to be around? I think a lot of it is that gut instinct when you're having these conversations with people as well, where you get a good feeling about somebody, um, you talk to them, they have more experience than you. And it's really just about trying different things and being able to go out there, right? Having the confidence to go to different meetups that maybe you've never been to, or you don't know anybody. And you're just going to sit down and listen and talk to people and start to network and have these different conversations. Keyspire has been a really, really good one for me. I think when I went in there, I found a good group of people that I really liked that I found were very supportive. Um, but there's multiple other meetup groups or different podcast groups or Facebook groups that I'm a part of as well, where you just find good people out there. And I think the thing I love the most about the real estate community, which people need to understand is that everybody really is here to help each other. This is not a dog eat dog world. Everybody's here to help each other and give back and really especially in the younger generations, help the younger generation come up and learn 
so that they can get into the next level as well too. So I think if everybody can just realize that this community is a lot nicer than maybe people think it is, um, it, they would feel a lot easier going out to some of these different meetups because I know it seems scary going out to a meetup of 200 people when you're in your young 20s and everybody's in that much older age group. But I can promise you right now, they're all going to look at you and say, you are so smart for being here. How can I help? Here's some good information. Here's a contact maybe that I know that can help you or anything like that. But trust me, they'll look at you and say, you are doing the right thing by being here tonight. So when I kept hearing that, the more and more meetups I went to, I was like, clearly, I'm on the right path, right? I got people double my age telling me that I'm doing the right thing right now. So I'm definitely going to continue doing this. Well, I'm nearly double your age and I can speak to that because every time I see a young person in a networking room, I just want to take them under my wing and just go, oh, wow, you know, this, here's a sponge that wants yeah. to learn and they want to grow and they, and I, you know, let me help them and see what I can do. I, and I mean, I think that's just instinctive in our nature. Um, and really it's, it's exciting because it's fresh and it's, you know, new and vibrant. You bring some youthfulness to our world and, um, and, and. I think it's just beautiful and it's amazing. And for anybody who's my age, um, anytime we have a conversation about somebody like yourself, who's so young, I mean, the one thing that we just keep saying is, oh, I wish I had started when I was so much younger. So, you know, at the end of the day, your knowledge is simply based on how much time you've inputted into learning something. It has nothing to do with your age. So, um, yeah. So I'm just, you know, I'm excited to have you on for that reason, because I know there's a lot of young people that want to come in and you know, break into the real estate world, and they do have these barriers of entry that a lot of time are just psychological. Like, oh, I'm too young. I don't have the T4 income. The banks won't allow me a loan. And you just got to get creative and look outside the box. And you did that with your parents, but there are other ways of doing that as well. So um, I really wanted to highlight how it is doable. And look at you now. I mean, you know, six properties, a portfolio of over 30 doors. Um, I know some investors have been doing this 10, 15 years who don't have that size portfolio. So the benefit that you have as being young is you've got that drive. And I love that. Um, Thank you. So talk to me about, because working with your parents. So we talk about the naysayers on your age and that being a challenge. But what about the challenge of people telling you, what are you doing working with your parents? Like That's the number one rule. You just don't go into business with family or close friends. You know, and that's like the worst thing that's going to happen. And when everything goes sideways, you're, it's going to be a mess. And how do you deal with that? Do you, do you get any of that? Yeah, almost every single time, right? When you tell somebody outside of the circle of real estate, when you're like, I'm in business with my friends, or like you said, my family, we bought properties together. They always get very scared. And they're like, why would you do that? You're mixing friends and family and business. And at the end of the day, obviously my parents and I had this conversation and you really got to make sure family comes first and you got to make sure everything's in writing, right? At the end of the day, it's business. So we make sure we have agreements for everything that perfectly outlines who put in what, who's doing what type of work. And like I said, there is going to be some tough times. There's going to be challenges, but as long as you stick together and overcome them together, we've had nothing but great success. And I would honestly tell people if you have a good relationship with your family, it is not a bad thing whatsoever to get in business with them as well. Um, and I think we've all grown together because of it as well. We all have the same interests now in real estate, and we all love even talking about it um, outside of family dinners. We love even always discussing real estate. So when people tell you not to do something, it's a classic saying in business. Maybe you should look into it a little bit harder to see why is everybody saying not to, right? And it goes back to even with my joint venture partners. I would say every single person I partner with is also a friend of mine. 
right? Maybe we were friends to start and now we're even better friends because that partnership is like a relationship you're getting in with somebody. So I've always found it when I get into real estate with somebody and we buy properties together, that relationship honestly gets even stronger than it was to start with. So people are going to tell you not to do it, but I can be the first person to tell you that it was very beneficial for all of us and we are even tighter than we were when we first started this. And I also want to add to that too, just because they're your family or close friend doesn't mean they would be a good partner. You still have to vet them as a partner. Would you say that um, that is a fair statement? 100%. Like just to give you a perfect example, my family and I have always been very good with finances together, right? Like if somebody covers something, we're always going to pay people back and understand if somebody puts the work in, they deserve to get paid. So We've always had a very good relationship with money, I think, even from growing up. So that's why I felt very comfortable going into this business with them, because we've always had that really good relationship. There was never any red flags or warning signs thinking, oh, maybe this isn't the right idea because, you know, they freaked out when something like this happened. They've always been very good in that sense. So, yeah, like you said, betting them and making sure that that's somebody that you want to get into business with is a huge part of it, 110%. Yeah, I think it's really important to vet the people you're going to work with regardless of and not just look at one component of what they bring to the table, but you really got to look at the whole picture and then decide whether or not it's in alignment with you. So I, I just wanted to say that cause I, just because you had a great experience. I'm sure a ton of people have had bad experiences yeah. equally uh, because yeah. they were friends or family and they thought it was going to be great. So I just wanted to clarify that for our viewers, um, just to make sure our, our audience, I should say, just to make sure that, um, you know, you still have to look at them as, you know, um, as a character and see how they, how they're, how you interact with them and how well you'd be able to get over a conflict, a potential conflict. Um, because it is a relationship ultimately that you're going to have to work through things. Um, because it's not real estate is not all roses and unicorns. That's for sure. No, so <laughs> not make it sound like that. Right. I know sometimes when we talk about the properties and the money and the potential, right? And retiring early, you can make it seem like it's all roses and dandelions, but there's going to be some hard times, 100%. And it's just how you overcome those challenges really what makes it interesting, right? We're just big problem solvers. Absolutely. And then you also had mentioned to me too, like dealing with your family, it's not just, you guys have great communication. You do work well together. You respect each other's boundaries and your roles and responsibilities. But you also said to me something earlier, um, before we started recording, I want to share with the audience is that you said, we always reiterate that family is first. And I think when you have family or friends that you go into business with, then it becomes all about the business. And then you forget about the relationship that you had in the first place. And so just having that reiteration. So tell me about how you do just kind of remind each other or drive home that at the end of the day you're putting yourselves first before the business and what that looks like i think it goes back to our why like we all really know why we got into real estate and we got into real estate for the freedom and everything else that it gives you so we family always comes first to us because we're like the only reason we're in business together is for the freedom that it gives us right so at the end of the day reason we're buying these properties is so that yes we can retire early have a better life be very comfortable with our finances um, but it's not to take over the family relationship that we already had and like i said to be honest i think the whole being in business together has really made us stronger right it makes us mm -hmm. all in alignment with what we're doing with what we're striving for and allows us to help each other when it comes into some of these situations or bounce ideas off each other 
Um, but we always make time to enjoy as well. We're not just all business, business 24-7, right? At family tables, we always love to have good conversations and we're enjoying, um, relaxing in the finer things in life as well too. So it's not all just business 110% of the time. Well, that's awesome. And just, you know, reminding each other that we're doing this so that we can be closer together and spend more time together, ultimately. Now you said something, so we can retire early. Do you have a retirement age that you're aiming for by chance? I'm curious. Yeah, you know what? It's a tough question. I know when I first started, I was like gun set on 30 years old. I'm like, I don't want to be working after 30 years old. But now I found a job that I actually really do enjoy. I, I can't see myself ever retiring and just completely not work anymore. Like I like to work. I feel like if I was the person that sat on the beach for two weeks, at the end of the two weeks, I'd be eager and ready to get back to work and get back to being productive and doing stuff. So I just don't think I have the personality that I can go retire and sit on the beach for the rest of my life and wither away kind of thing. So I'll always be working and doing something. What that is, that's what the future holds. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, I know you <laughs> two weeks. No, you'll be ready to go back to work before two weeks. I think two weeks might even be a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. might be a little long for you. Yeah, long. yeah, for sure. Um, so listen, I know um, you want to give back. So, you know, when, when I spoke yep. to you about, you know, what do you want to get out of, you know, you, you know, the, the purpose of coming on the podcast. And you, you said to me, you know what, Danielle, I just want to connect with other people that are having the same challenges that I have. And help them through that and and make some connections and you know give it pay it forward and give back so um so can you share with me and the audience how they can connect with you zach no problem so that, that's what i say going back to the network like i had so many good mentors when i first started that were there for me on a phone call or a simple text when i had these challenges that really were the reasons why i got over these challenges and was able to buy more properties and go through all these different things so that's what I'm always trying to do, especially with the younger generation, but I'm not cutting myself off to the older generation as well. But if anybody wants to reach out to me, the best way is to just go to my Instagram account. It's Zach Wilms, Z-A-C-W-I-L-L-M-S. Send me a message. Let's connect on a phone call and let's see if there's any way that I can help you out. I love that. It makes me laugh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh, but when you said the younger generation, I'm like, but you are the younger generation. <laughs> But uh, Zach, you know, it's wonderful having you here. If you had one tip to share with everybody in the audience and, you know, kind of in particular too, because of the, we focused a little bit on, you know, getting started at a young age in real estate. I mean, what would your, what would your one thing be that you would share with everybody to have a takeaway? I would say just always keep learning, right? I've been doing this for six mm. years and I learn something new every day when it comes to real estate and business and life. So just don't stop learning and start tomorrow, even though that was two tips. Start tomorrow. Yes. There's a saying in real estate that says uh, the best time to the best time to invest in real estate was yesterday. The second best time to invest in real estate is today. So kudos to that. Zach, thank you so much. You've been a wonderful guest, lots of value for our audience, and I appreciate you more than I could share. Um, thanks for being here. Lots of love to you, my friend. Thank you, Danielle. It was a pleasure being a guest on your show. Thank you for having me, and I hope we got some good content there. Absolutely. So wish you great success and we'll catch up with you next time.
Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and congratulations on improving your education real estate. Please leave a review only if you felt we provided value as it would really help us if you would leave a five-star review so that we can help reach a broader audience. And don't forget to comment what you enjoyed and tell us what you are looking to learn more about. As always, thanks for your support and we'll see you on the next episode.